You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan, that's Dan Patrick Show. I think we have the new poll question for the final hour. Fritzy, the uh, best big sports nickname with uh, Big Poppy going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. We can do that. Run down the list. Uh, I was going to give you the results for the previous one, if, oh. which we didn't do. The in 2023 NFL season, Sean Payton, what will he be doing in 2023? 50% have a TV broadcasting job. 30% be the Cowboys head coach. Mm. 11% still be enjoying retirement. Only 9% head coach of a team other than Dallas. Right. I think TV, eventually the Dallas Cowboys, I would imagine that, Jerry Jones probably would want to know what do the Saints want in return. Have they been discussing this behind the scenes? Because you'll notice the timeline here. And and maybe this is just pure coincidental. But season ends, ends the way it does for the Cowboys. Jerry's not happy. Jerry doesn't want to talk about Mike McCarthy coming back. Doesn't give him the ringing endorsement, any endorsement. Then all of a sudden we start to hear, you know, Sean Payton may be stepping down, not coaching anymore with the Saints. And then all of a sudden Sean Payton says, I'm stepping down, not coaching with the Saints anymore. And then we start to look at this and go, hmm, all right, Jerry, maybe not sold on Mike McCarthy. Sean Payton, once out of New Orleans, probably looked at the salary cap at his quarterbacking situation and went, I'm out of here. I squeezed nine wins out of this team. Now, where do I want to go? Well, let me call Jerry. Let me have someone call Jerry. Hey, I don't know if you're interested, but um, you know I'm going to step down here. And uh, you know I know what the Raiders gave the you know Buccaneers gave to the Raiders for John Gruden, or what Belichick cost when he was traded, or Parcells when he was traded, and I don't know maybe a couple of first round picks and a little bit of money, and I'm your next head coach. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Yes, Todd. And for the final hour poll to oh. uh, give you those names you're asking oh, okay. for. Best big sports nickname. Okay. In alphabetical order. Big Aristotle for Shaq. Big Baby, Glenn Davis. Big Fundamental, Tim Duncan. Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. The Big O, Oscar Robertson. Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory. And Big Unit, Randy Johnson. <laughs> I, I think the Big Hurt is a great. Big Shot Bob and Big Hurt. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, Paul. The big fundamental is like the that's, weakest nickname of all time, but yeah. it matches Tim Duncan's, mm-hmm. you know, consistent quality play, low post skills. Yeah. Nice, crisp bounce pass. Yeah. And, uh, Unbelievable player, but his nickname was like the big fundamental. Yeah. How about a shot off the glass, yeah. turnaround, sh- you know, jumper off the glass. Ooh, nice block. Kept it in play, you know. Yes, yes, Todd. Uh, Ray in the back, big ticket. I don't know how I forgot that one. That's one that should be included, too. Oh. Big ticket's a nice one. Okay. Ray, one of the backroom guys. I believe that's Kevin Garnett, big ticket. Yes, he is, the big ticket. Yeah, how yeah. about big country? Ooh, Ooh Brian Reeves. Yeah. We okay. didn't throw in big country. Yeah. Big country's good. Yeah, Seaton. I got to admit, I'm pretty impressed here at how quickly Todd has been able, since taking over poll question duty, been able to find his wacky sports name list that he loves oh. to do. He's now turned it into a poll question. Oh, I don't know if you guys knew that that's what was happening here, but I, this is essentially like Christmas names or like, you know, Halloween yeah. names. No, you're right. I didn't see it. And now it's a poll question. I didn't, wow, that's I very didn't, clever. I, he picked up on that very nicely. I did not see that. I did not see that. I remember Judd Bushler, who played for the Bulls. He was known as Fundy for Fundamental. That's not a good nickname to be the big fundamental. Um, but it does fit Tim Duncan. He's the big fundamental. 
Big unit's good. Big shot Bob, though, I really like. And uh, and the big hurt. And she'll like it, too. Yeah, Paul. Big unit. Where? I hope I'm not going down the wrong path Yeah, here. I don't think we need to go down. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Especially because <laughs> yeah. it's ironic. Yeah. 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 Randy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you never thought about that name. I know. <laughs> Maximus Johnson. <laughs> I still, how did Brad Johnson get his wife to sign off on, hey, baby's just born, let's call him Max. Never thinking Maximus Johnson. <laughs> his career is predestined, if you know what I mean. 877-3DP-SHOW, <laughs> email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow, dp. Uh, a lot of phone calls. People want to give their opinions, uh, suggestions, help Help with Seton with his road trip with the French kid. And uh, we've gotten so many inquiries about where you're stopping, how long are you going to stay in Cincinnati, in Nashville, in Memphis, Little Rock, Albuquerque. Oh, Al Albuquerque. <laughs> oh, Albert. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to explain that one? It's it, Whenever somebody says Albuquerque, we always say the same thing. Oh, Albert. Oh, oh Al. Al. Albert Albuquerque. Okay. You want to give the, uh, the, the back story on that scene? Uh, well, there's a f- very famous New York City sports talk. Mike, Fran- Mike Francesor. Mike Francesor, who Al Albuquerque had been pitching the night before against the Yankees, I want to say. Was he with the Tigers, yep. maybe? Yep. Okay, yeah. He was with the Tigers. And yep. a caller called in and was like, hey, Mike, I wanted to get your opinion on Al Albuquerque's uh, performance last night or something. And he was like, okay, guys, I don't have time for this nonsense. Okay, Al Albuquerque. I don't I don't have time for that. And he thought that he was getting like, it was like a crank call or that he was getting punked. And then somebody must have said in his ear, like, nah, that was the dude who pitched last night. And the way he covered for it was going, oh, Albert Albuquerque. Oh, I thought that, see, Al Albuquerque, I thought you'd just be funny, but Albert Albuquerque. Oh, of course, he was pitching last night against the Yankees. Of course, I watched the whole game. Of course, like, he said maybe others. No, you didn't, dude. <laughs> the quote was maybe others call him Al Albuquerque, but I know him as Albert. <laughs> I hey, know him as Albert. If you never admit you're wrong, you can never be wrong. That's where you just have to just say my bad, like my bad. No, some people don't. Oh, I know that. That they're just you. you <laughs> oh, Albert oh, Albuquerque. Oh, Albert. oh, now I. Of course, that's who I was watching last night. Oh God. Brings tears to my eyes. The best. Uh, oh, oh, Albert Albuquerque. By the way, happy birthday to Bob Euchre. Must be in the front row. 87 years of age. Wayne Gretzky. Great one. 61. Vince Carter, 45. And he can still jump higher than you can. Happy birthday to those guys. All right. Uh, poll question. We got that for the final hour. We talked about Sean Payton. We talked uh, about the Hall of Fame. Talked about the Hall of Fame a lot. Those who didn't get in, usually the better story than those who did, and it's Big Poppy getting in. It was also two years ago today, and we were in Miami. We're in our hotel rooms, and we were prepping for the Super Bowl. We had just gone to our uh, studio setup, and we were rehearsing. We wanted to see the camera angles, microphones, you know, just everything there. And then all of a sudden, TMZ sends something out that Kobe Bryant and others passed away in a uh, helicopter crash. And all of a sudden, you're just 
every channel because I thought, okay, they have they had to make a mistake. Please be a mistake. And you went to every channel and it was the same thing. And then you realized that it was true. And you're trying to go wrap your head around it of how do we how do we do this justice? How do we pay tribute during Super Bowl week? And I just thought, you know what? Let's just play the last interview that we had with Kobe when he joined us. That was April 12th of 2018. And I wanted to play just a portion of it. And he had been retired. And, uh, you know, I asked him about coaching. And uh, here's Kobe. And you never gave any thought to being a coach. I coach my daughter's team. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the extent of it. I are coach you, my daughter's team. That's are you it. good? Um, well, I mean, they're learning, right? I mean, that's, that's the, that's the key, right? You want them to learn. We do run the triangle offense. Oh no. Um, oh yeah. It, it, it is, dude, it is the craziest thing in the world. Like I, I, I will be sitting there, right? We'll be sitting there and I say, okay, okay. Um, let's come down. Um, let's run a, a, a center opposite, um, top passes denied. Let's go back door step and then dribble weave with the guard coming out of the corner and they'll go out there and just execute it. Boom. <laughs> That's seventh grade stuff. I mean, that's awesome. Triangle offense. He would much rather talk about that than he would his career. And I uh, ask him, you know, what is he doing now, you know, when he gets up in the morning? What time did you get up today? About uh, about 4 o'clock, about 3.45, 4 (laughs) o'clock. Man. It's kind of normal to me now, man. I, I've been doing that for a long time. It's just, it's just pretty much normal to me to get up that early. I don't, I don't even have to set my alarm. My body just wakes up at that point. But what do you do when you wake up? What have you done so far? Well, well, I, I've lifted weights, um, and uh, my daughter goes with me on like a day like today. Um, she normally gets up early to train about two, three times a week, and so. Um, we went and uh, we got a good workout in, and now they're uh, they getting ready for school. Can you see already the personality traits, maybe of you as an athlete, oh, with God. any of your daughters? Oh God, yeah. My our, our middle daughter is a. I mean, she's like, you know, she don't want to smile when she's playing. Or something. <laughs> you know, she wants the physical. Like, she just, she just plays. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at. Her, I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey uh, yeah, Gigi, what are you mad at? It's like. Nothing. <laughs> then, then smile. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, you know, that, that, she's just an intense kid. <laughs> but your wife knows what's coming. Then she she knows what this is, right? She can't just you can't stop well, this. Well, well, yeah. But my my wife's the same way too, right? So we're, we're sitting there playing a playing a board game. We're playing Uno or something like that. She's just as competitive. So you know, our, our kids are getting it from from both sides. Do you think there'll come a point when your daughter can beat you at basketball? Uh, no, that'll never happen. But she, she, she may be able to beat me. Uh, you know, shooting, shooting, she may be able to beat me. She, she's a really, really good shooter already. Yeah, I just hear that, you know. And it's different. You're, you're hearing a father there, not, you know, one of the all-time great players. And just you could hear that excitement talking about his daughter being competitive, having that scowl, not, not smiling on the floor, but he couldn't go there. He's too competitive to say, you know, one day when I'm old, my daughter will be able to beat me. And, uh, you know, you would watch the video of them working out and, uh, you know, Connecticut had a Jersey for her when she passed away. 
because I think, you know, she had great admiration for Gino and, and the uh, Connecticut team. Yes, he he, knowing how important basketball was to Kobe, right? He talks about how like it's the greatest thing and how passionate he is about it. It must have been so much fun as a father to watch his daughter then going through starting that, you know, knowing everything that Kobe knows now, having lived the life that he's lived and then being able to to give his daughter a little bit of that at a young age uh, must have been so rewarding. And, you know, having daughters there and, uh, you know, that's another thing. That, that we, you know, we tend as a father that you look at your son and then you're going to pass down whatever, you know, athletic secrets you have to him. And Kobe is, you know, he's, he's passing that down to his daughters and you could see himself in his daughter. Um, and, and also what, what he would have meant for the women's game. And, and, and you were getting Kobe along with his daughter. You got that package deal and, you know, they would go to WNBA games and, you know, when, when you get to talk to somebody or have them speak about being a person, being a dad, you know, that to me is so rewarding because we can get sort of the coach speak or players speak and cliches. And it's hard to have somebody, you know, have cliches when they're talking about something like that, because it's not a cliche. It's real. And you could hear that in his voice. We'll take a break. Rest in peace. Uh, we'll come back, get to phone calls. Back after this. I got to see the picture of the Sprinter van yesterday. I got to see four pictures, and I sent it over to Seton. I said, uh, well, here's your ride, at least for a week, going out to Los Angeles, you and the French kid. It's luxurious. It's got... There's bells and whistles, and there's other things that I don't even know what they are. But we're going to find that out on Sunday when the van's delivered here to the man cave. It's awesome. It's like a survival mobile. If the if, if everything started breaking off right now, and you know the I don't know zombie apocalypse, yeah, I feel yeah. good in that. Yeah. What's the Brad Pitt zombie apocalypse? Uh, oh, World yeah. War Z. World War Z. Yeah, I think, I think you'd be okay in World War Z with yeah. that. Is there a shower in there? I think there might be. Okay. You're saying, yeah, Paul. A little onesie shower they got there. You just take the, the, the curtains down and you seal it down. You can shower up. Now, so, you shouldn't shower on the road. You should just go play through. Go to uh, danpatrick.com to enter. Get official rules for a chance to win the amazing uh, Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. And uh, you can also go to foxsportsradio.com. You have to do so by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Don't miss every medal, every moment. Winter Olympics beginning February 3rd on NBC and Peacock. More phone calls coming up. I don't know if Jacksonville is leaning towards Byron Leftwich, but when I saw that they were backing away from Bill O'Brien, I thought that kind of opened the door for Byron Leftwich, and now Tampa's season is over, and maybe Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator with the Buccaneers, would uh, become the head coach with Jacksonville. And this is what we thought initially when Urban left, and I thought all Tom Brady has to do is say, you know who should be the next head coach at Jacksonville is my offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. Although he could have said it this way, you know, he uh, should be the next quarter, uh, head coach of the Jags, but in two more years. Although, you know, Gronk said yesterday that if he had to make a decision now that he would probably retire, 
he said this to TMZ Sports. I'm surprised that he just doesn't say, hey, whatever Tom does, I'm doing. Because if Tom comes back, then he's going to want to play again. If Tom doesn't play again, then Gronk's probably not going to play again. Uh, he said, if I had to answer right now, it would be no, not going to play. But you never know in three weeks. It might be yes. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, and if you're Gronk, you're kind of untouchable. Like if, if Brady comes back, you automatically get a contract for one year, $8 million, all those bonuses like he's gotten the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it feels like, and this usually happens right after you lose a game, that, you know, emotions are high. And you might look at this and go, I, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, why do I want to do this anymore? What am I playing for? I do love the game. But, you know, you get to that point where this might be as far as he can take this team. And he had an unbelievable season. He had one of the great seasons in NFL history. And he almost threw for his age in touchdowns. He had 43, 5,300 yards. But you look around and you go, okay, what's going to happen with Godwin? Gronk, no AB. You do have Mike Evans. What about a couple of your offensive linemen? You're going to lose your offensive coordinator, maybe. Byron Leftwich. Uh, I don't know. It feels Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, may lose him as well. Just feels like there's a groundswell of this is it. And, you know, this is where Tampa is going to be in a really delicate situation because if Tom Brady goes, like, you know, how did you prepare for this? Blaine Gabbard is not your quarterback of the future. Yeah, Paul. Also, how about the other guys on Tampa? Is it Werfs, the offensive lineman, and uh, Godwin? They're trying to get new deals. And Jensen? Do you sign a long-term deal with Tampa Bay knowing you're going to have Brady for no more years or one more year? Well, those guys just want to get paid. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to look at this and go, well, if Tom's not here, we don't want to be here. I think they want to make sure. Chris Godwin wants to get paid, and I don't know if he's going to. Um, it's another thing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants to see what's going to happen with Devontae Adams as well. But that might hinge on what is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Packers, and if Aaron Rodgers says, I want to come back for one more year, then you're going to have to franchise Devontae Adams, I'm guessing. Um, it was suggested that if the Packers wanted to get this wrapped up right now, they could say the following. Aaron, two years, $100 million. You ready? Guaranteed. That's it. If, if Aaron signs up for two years, then the Packers know exactly what's going to happen. Jordan Love is not their quarterback. Now you got to make sure you get Devontae Adams. And, you know, can you navigate the salary cap with some of these other players who are going to get paid. Does he look at this team and say, and I still think this is his best chance to win a Super Bowl. You know, you got to win a home game. The defense played well. Defense did everything you wanted the defense to do. All you got to do is score 14 points and you're going to be playing, hosting the NFC title game. That's it. I don't know if he looks around. You got two good running backs. Offensive line is good. You got Demonte Adams. You do have some, you know, secondary receivers who are pretty good. But it feels like I'm saying this, and I've been saying this for the last couple of years. And defense, defense got some playmakers there, got healthier at the end of the year. You like LaFleur. You repair the relationship, it sounds like, with Gutekunst, the GM. You play in the NFC North. You're guaranteed at least five wins. Maybe six if you beat the Vikings twice. 
that feels like the best chance. Because if you go to Denver, you got to deal, obviously, with Kansas City. You're going to have to deal with the Chargers. The Raiders are a tough out. They're good, or the potential for being good or improving. Where else are you going to go? Is there a chance that he could go to the San Francisco 49ers? They trade for him. Would the Packers allow him to go to the NFC? But there's, it just feels like there's so many moving parts here. But I think if I'm Green Bay, I'm not going to say call his bluff, but I call his bluff by saying, we got two years, $100 million. You interested? And then if he says, I'm not, then you can move on. And then Aaron doesn't want to stay. Yes, uh, Paul. If you're Devontae Adams, though, would you wait around for a decision or would you look for the best offer available? He hasn't gotten big time paid yet, Devontae Adams. He's clearly top three at worst. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you want loyalty and all that, but he's been loyal. He's been a great Packer. Uh, I'll get a couple of phone calls in here. Um, how about, can we do career salary for Aaron Rodgers? Oh. Short notice. Yeah, give me a sec. By the way, uh, career salary game brought to you by Panini, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. All the names there, there's something for everybody in Panini Trading Cards. Not only the exclusive trading cards of the NFL, NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Collect them all at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Here we go with a career salary, Aaron Rodgers. So in 2005, A-Rodg, not Rod, it's Rodg, right? A-Rodg made two hundred thirty grand as a rookie. Signing bonus of only 1.5. In 2018, when he signed his big deal, his signing bonus was a single check of $57.5 million. Not spread out at all. Heavily taxed. Heavily taxed. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> next year, if he's still a Packer, he will make, help me here, $27 million, which is an absolute bargain. That's half of what his worth is probably. Yeah. Career salary up to this point today. For Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea. That is correct. Um, <laughs> uh, Fritzy, how about you? $382 million. He's not Kevin Garnett. Come on. It's like Eli Manning didn't make that. Seaton O'Connor. Uh, $120 million. Oh, that's that's Tannehill money. I got one seventy six five. Aaron Rodgers has made $263 million. $263 million. <laughs> he made 25% of it on one day. I wonder what that's like when they cut you a check and it's for $50 million. 57.5. Oh, 57. Can yeah, but, you direct deposit that much been. money? You get it split into thirds. It's like $20 million, $20 million and 7.5. I would go to the teller. Like, I would walk that in. A good-looking teller. <laughs> you know, I say, uh, hi. Uh, hi. Oh, you're the, uh, the, the, the State Farm guy, right? Yeah. Um, can I see an ID, please? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you put that into my uh, half-in-checking, half-in-savings, if you could, please? Can I have a lollipop over here, too? <laughs> yes, Todd. But unless you absolutely recognize that person, that, that's a situation where you got to kind of call the manager over and just make sure there's nothing <laughs> going on here that you're going to get in trouble for at a future date. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy in Arizona. Hi, Jimmy. What's on your mind today? Hi, Dan. Long-time listener. Big fan. I love the show. It's like having friends that I can't hang out with anymore. 
Um, <laughs> I'd love to uh, talk about the um, the coin flip. Um, in the beginning, they should tweak it to whoever wins the coin flip gets the choice in the first half. Then in the second half, that other coach gets the choice to take the ball in the second half or defer the ball, and uh, he gets the choice in overtime, any pending overtime. See, now you take away the luck part of it and put it in the beginning of the game, and then after that, it's just the coach's decision. So even in that game like that, in 13 seconds, if you know you're getting the ball in overtime, if it happens to overtime or vice versa, you're going to coach accordingly. I mean, the coaching was horrendous. I never saw a worse defense on Buffalo at 13 seconds. Did you think maybe you could uh, man-to-man somebody there? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't think that's a bad idea at all, Jimmy. If, uh, you know, you got to start the game and then second half and then if there's overtime, yeah. I'm open to suggestions with it. I mean, I'm not, you know, tried and true that, hey, we got to stick to the way it's always been. If If you want to give both sides an opportunity to score and then after that it's sudden death overtime with whatever happens, touchdown or a field goal, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, see. That I I really like that idea. I really do. It's it's one of the only ones to me that that kind of makes sense in some random way. Let's let's just take it. You know, Jimmy in Arizona. Let's just erase that audio. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, it would we still just take it. your air. It's still your show. It's still this show. Oh, so we, oh, we get as said on the Dan Patrick show. They call that IP. That's intellectual property. So it is mine. Correct. Yeah. I remember they said that when I was at ESPN, when we'd have these catchphrases. And then I was told, hey, ESPN owns those. And I go, what? Yeah, you said it on ESPN. Therefore, it's ESPN's. And somebody said, oh, they went into uh, some gift shop at uh, in Orlando. And there were shirts with catchphrases from ESPN anchors on there. And I'm like, no, oh, I guess it is theirs. Man, they can have. I don't care. Not like I'm going to use it anymore. I'm okay with it. Yes, yeah, it was weird though that like you weren't there anymore and they're selling Infuego T-shirts. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, yes, uh, Paulie. It'd be great if though that like there was a lawsuit about it and it went to like Supreme Court. Like we're in the case of <laughs> Booyah and Stuart Scott versus ESPN, Disney et al. You know, like <laughs> et al. Uh, who invented Booyah, Senator? Booyah. Uh, <laughs> Chief Justice, uh, I invented Booyah. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Justice uh, Sotomayor. Uh, he is also the gentleman with co- cooler than the other side of the pillow. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. Oh, okay, but who came up with Yahtzee? Madam oh, Justice. No, no, that, was, that was Kenny Maine. <laughs> Kenny Maine came up with that. <laughs> you can't stop him. You can only hope to continue. That, oh, that was Dan Patrick. Yes, Ton. So if you were offered some big commercial and, the, and you, you couldn't say the whiff, if they were going to offer you a lot of money, you'd have to check with ESPN? No, no. That would be ridiculous. No, I don't think so. Well, if it was for Miracle Whip and you said the whip, would they even argue that much? Because it's too close to the whip. No, I don't think so. But I'm glad you joined the program. Jason in Arizona. Hi, Jason. What's on your mind? (laughs) (laughs) See what you did, Todd? Not good. What's happening right now? He's snoring. That's a CPAP candidate right there. So is that somebody in bed watching the show? Or is that somebody just sitting on a chair watching the show? And they just fell asleep on their couch? Well, he's been on hold for nearly 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. How about in, in a count of three, we yell, wake up, okay? 
Ready? One, two, three. Wake, Wake up! up! <laughs> 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 Deep REM sleep. Oh, we, we're no match for it. Uh, nobody can put people to sleep like I can. <laughs> and keep them asleep. Well, sorry, Jason. You know what? Just keep him on hold, Seaton. I'll check back with him. Uh, Cassidy in Nevada. Cassidy, you awake? Yeah, I'm wide awake, Dan. <laughs> and almost two hours can't put me to sleep. Okay, thanks wow. for holding. Uh, thanks. For, well, okay. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Hey, I've got a way to spice up NFL overtime, and this one's free. You can have it. Okay. So, <laughs> if the problem is that who gets first possession is up to a, a coin flip, what if we add a little skills element to it? You know, maybe dodgeball style. You put the ball in the middle of the field. You pick your fastest guy, put him out there. Who gets there first? You get first possession. No, no, we already did that with the XFL, Cassidy. I mean, I I, I understand what you're saying, but the XFL did that, and it didn't go well. Um, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What up, though? One time for chat, bro. Listen, real quick, I was wondering, does Seaton have a chance to connect with the homie Chuck on his tour? That would be kind of cool. You know, he's a big fan of the Dan Patrick show down in Atlanta. Uh, I got a couple of things for you, Dan. Yeah. First things first, I was wondering, with Sean Payton calling Drew Brees, I was wondering, did he get reverse recruited? Like, dude, you should come back. No, you need to get in this booth. You need to come and chill with your family and golf and stuff, brother, because it's is literally a breeze, and that's like what happened. What happened? And I do have a little something silly for you, okay. but look at the source, man. You know, look who I'm calling. So, it's, of course, it's going to be silly. Amazon. I honestly believe that Amazon was a brainchild of WB and Chuck Lord. Think about the Roadrunner when he needed like some anvil or some skates with rockets on them. He would call this place and a truck would come in the middle of nowhere and drop them off you need a cake with dynamite in it first place you call am what was it amcoa uh Ac- i think it was acme amcoa. acme acme that's what it was acme <laughs> is amazon man thank you jeff good to hear from you that was a big wind up there with jeff deep cut yeah very very deep cut yeah see I, la- I was just thinking about this before i said it's crazy to me that amazon started out just selling books yeah but you see Amazon now, they put stores out of business. Now they want to have open up stores. Crazy. Let's check back with Jason, see if he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine sleeping next to that? Any- That's good. Anybody snore like Jason does? Sounds just like my wife. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's like what I'm the worst. I'm the worst snorer. I love, she doesn't make a sound. I love that's like my favorite thing. Be like, God, snores so bad. You do that all the time for your wife, and I. Every time I see Aaron, I'm like, man, she snores a lot. No, no, she doesn't make a sound. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she yells at me at night. She's like, I, sometimes it'll be you know three o'clock in the morning. I'll go, <laughs> You're driving me crazy. Or you get the elbow, get the yeah. nudge. Yeah, I'll get the full push. And then you're like, what? What? Run. Yeah. What? Huh? Hmm? Uh, Nick in Cincinnati. Hey, Nick, what's on your mind? Dan, first time, long time. 5'9, 200. 
I've got a suggestion for Seton when he's stopping off here in Cincinnati in your old neck of the woods. Uh, Cartridge Brewing. It's located right behind Kings Island in the old Peter's Cartridge Factory. Hmm. That's uh, right my, my neck of the woods. Yeah, that's my neck of the woods. Yeah. And then when he's done there, he could head down the bike trail to the monkey bar that used to have the old uh, smoking chimp back in, I don't know, the 80s or so. Yeah. You know what? My brother told me about that bar. Yeah, Paul. Cartridge Brewing, Kings Mills, Ohio, Dan. Yeah, I'm from Mason, and Mason's right next to King. Yeah, King looks like Mill. a big old factory they made into a brewery. I'm thinking you just do a ribs trip. Cincinnati, Montgomery Inn has great ribs. Okay. Memphis, great ribs. Arkansas is going to have great ribs. Albuquerque's going to have great ribs. I don't know how Vegas ribs are, uh, Arizona's ribs, and then you go to L.A., now, that's a lot of ribs to have, but... It's worth it. <laughs> it is. It might, it might be worth it, yeah. Well, I'm wondering, because the, are you going to have a food theme throughout? Or are you just going to say, what is the best food in Cincinnati? Memphis, Nashville, Little Rock, Albuquerque, Vegas. I've been planning for like one meal a day to try and go as local as possible. Okay. All right. You know, like something. So if you're right, if you go to Cincinnati and the Montgomery Inn and you get some ribs there or whatever, right. I would try to do it like that. Or there's been a lot of steakhouses yeah. recommended, um, you know, those kinds of things. And, and Jason's in Arizona. See if Jason's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and Jason wanted to talk to you about coming through Arizona. He might still be sleeping when you get through there. <laughs> if I said, what animal is this? Let's Sounds see. like someone's injured in the woods. It An does. animal is, needs to be taken care of. Nine one one. What's your emergency? <laughs> There's an elk laying here, bleeding. From the... Sounds like an angry seal. <laughs> that that's that sounds like it's prehistoric there. Uh, let let me take a break, and uh, we'll come back. Last call for phone calls. Uh, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts every day at this time Todd Fritz takes great pride in bringing us his scoreboard and he's you know usually looking at a something that happened in history maybe a jersey number he just did it uh, moments ago the numbers are what uh, 72 and 61 yes yeah okay 
And um, some people, you know, we've, we've called it snoreboard instead of scoreboard. And people want to know if Jason in Arizona uh, won snoreboard today. You remember Jason? Jason. Jason. Have we lost him? Jason. Oh, he just hung up. <laughs> he just hung up. <gasps> Dude, Jason, you got to go back and watch the last like 20 minutes yeah, of the show. Yeah, Jason. Jason, this is Dan Patrick. And just want to let you know that uh, you were sleeping for the last uh, 30 minutes on the air. And you were an absolute hit. Yes, you were. It's a, sen- a sensation. And uh, you've got an issue with your snoring. But, uh, yeah, we, we I, I had him on hold for almost an hour and a half, and, and I apologize. I, I, I try to get to as many phone calls as possible. Uh, Kyle in Cincinnati. Hi, Kyle. DP, what's happening, uh, man? Hi, Kyle. Who day, baby? Yeah, Okay. <laughs> hey, two things. Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs, uh, thirty-one to sixteen. Does anybody want to pick, uh, take a shower of shame or uh, pie to the face? Uh, who wants the Kansas City Chiefs at home against Kyle Cincinnati Bengals for a pie to the face? I, you, you know, what's interesting about this is that I could be in the position to deliver Jason. A pie. Oh, okay. Or, excuse me, Kyle. Okay, so. Kyle Seaton is going through Cincinnati next week. Uh, might be like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yes, yeah, I'll take the bet just so that if I'm in oh. Cincinnati, I can either smash him in the face with a pie or he can I smash like me in the it. face with a pie. Kyle, you up for that? A pie to the face. You got the Bengals. Seaton's got the Chiefs. No points. No points uh, involved in this. We don't need points. I'll take that bet. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. hold on. We're going to get your information, Kyle, and then Seaton's coming to town. Next Tuesday okay, or Wednesday. Awesome. All right. That's how we do it. We go door to door here. Seton may go to Jason's place in Arizona and wake him up when he goes through uh, Scottsdale. Uh, Wayne in Arizona. Hey, Wayne, if you live by Jason, if you could go over and check on him, that would be nice. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> what do you have for me? Well, I'm just kind of disappointed that uh, Seton's not coming down through Tucson, Tucson, Ooh. Arizona, into Ooh. Phoenix, because we have uh, El Charo Restaurant. It's been in business for 100 years, so being 100 years. And we have Sonoran Hot Dogs. Polly can Google that, Sonoran Hot Dogs. Uh, hot dogs wrapped with bacon with beans and chilies and Ooh. all kinds of good stuff on there. All right. Well, <laughs> and, you've and, been to El Charo, haven't you, Paul? Yeah, Tucson's a great town. We've been, we have been we crush it in Tucson on the radio station there. That's a great eating town. Right. And I got a route for him. If he really wants to go to Albuquerque, he can drop down the I-25, go south, hop off at Hatch, New Mexico, where the Hatch green chilies are born, and get a real green chili. And then come through Deming and then Tucson and up to Phoenix. And right. it would be a perfect, perfect route. And we're the first stop, first westerly stop for In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Seton's not, <laughs> Seton's not all in on In-N-Out Definitely Burger. Definitely worth driving, you know, four hours out of my way. <laughs> Every time this comes up on the show, oh, <laughs> Seton's got, goes, oh, I'm getting killed on social media. If there was a Five Guys, I would do that. <laughs> uh, Liam in Florida. Hi, Liam. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, Dan. Uh, six foot, 185. <laughs> uh, I just had a little comment on the Kurt Schilling deal. Um, you know, I I really am, just can't believe that he didn't get in the hall. I uh, completely believe he deserves it, uh, especially when you look at his postseason stats. And We're losing that, you there, Liam. Uh, I agree with you. I would put Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame. But he's not likable, and I don't know what role that played. But and, and you could say he's a borderline Hall of Famer. I'll agree with you on that. I just know that what he did in the postseason, that's Hall of Fame stuff. But I'm, I'm a lot more lenient with, with just guys that I look as just you know, real baseball players, not where I got to factor in. Did he, didn't he, did he cheat? How much did he cheat? When did he cheat? None of that stuff. Like if you say Scott Rowland, I think is going to get in the hall of fame one day, you know, but he's considered a no frills, you know, old school kind of ball player. You know, I would say he's the hall of very good, but you know, the voters look at these guys, they study, you know, you got you to gotta put somebody into the Hall of Fame, but they only put in Big Poppy yesterday. This day in sports history, Paulie, it's uh, your turn to shine. Here's a fun one. 1997 Super Bowl, Super Bowl XXXI, I'm not going to do the math, <laughs> is uh, Packers beat the Patriots 35-21. If anybody can name even one of the three bands that played, or musical acts that played at halftime, I will buy your lunch. Up with people. Mm-hmm. You're, you're only about, that was about a decade earlier. Okay. ZZ Top. Tres Hombres. James Brown. <laughs> and the Blues Brothers without John Belushi. Oh. ZZ Top, James Brown, and the Blues Brothers. All right. Anything else? That's it. Um, Pete Rozelle was named NFL commissioner in 1960. Oh, I remember this. Danny Heater in 1960. He played in West Virginia. He scored 135 points in a high school game. He also grabbed 32 rebounds in that game. I don't know if Danny Heater was any good in college. I just know that he put up 135 in a game and 32 rebounds. Let's go around the room. What we learned on this award-nominated program. I'll start back left. Todd Fritz, what did you learn today? At five foot four and a half, 140 pounds, and able to bench 60 pounds, no one will accuse Hall of Famer Tim Kirchin of PEDs. See, no counter. Yeah, size disparity huge in this year's... Uh... Baseball Hall of Fame. That's going to be great to have Kirkshin next to Big Poppy. <laughs> what a visual. Yes. Uh, Paulie, what'd you learn? Ironically, snoring is good radio. Fritzy, what did I learn? David Carl would be surprised if Jimmy G's back in San Francisco thinks Aaron Rodgers to the Niners a good fit. They say good things come to those who wait. 2021 Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. It takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. A lot of fun today. Thanks for your calls. Talk to you tomorrow.